Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. My friend went out today to uh, buy a prime rib roast. Eight pounds, it was for a special family dinner. And the butcher said $200. So that's 25 bucks a pound. And the prime rib roast stayed in the butcher shop. But it got me to thinking about, and we were going to do this program anyway, this segment, but it really brought home the inflationary trend that's taking place as far as food is concerned in this country. And we're going to talk about that now, the cause for the inflationary trend in which foods remain or have become most affected by food inflation. You know, we're four weeks away from Christmas. So what should we expect as far as the cost of Christmas food staples are concerned? Plus, there's another story. Licenses granted for the creation of lab-grown food, including meat. I just can't wrap my head around that one. Uh, And there's a survey which shows who is willing to eat lab-grown meats. And there's also a grocer's code of conduct coming up. Sylvain Charlebois, director of the Agri-Foods Analytics Laboratory and professor at Dalhousie University. Professor Charlebois is going to be testifying before the Parliamentary Agricultural Committee next week. Sylvain, thank you for coming on the program. What do you make of that 200 bucks for a prime rib? <laughs> I wouldn't buy it. Uh, there, there are lots of deals out there, really. You have to look uh, really carefully and... Uh, you can find deals. You just have to be a little bit more careful. Uh, obviously, this one place uh, deals with uh, uh, certain areas, certain independent abattoirs, and that tends to drive prices higher. Some specialty shops uh, will offer uh, different prices. Uh, again, we don't know about the quality of the product at all. I assume it's of good quality. And, and the one thing we tend to forget about high prices is that you often compare apples with oranges, and uh, it's lots of different products out there, and, and people tend to believe, well, this piece of meat is very expensive. Well, perhaps it, it actually was produced very carefully, uh, a certain way. Uh, it's a specialized piece of product, so we just have to be a bit more careful. But there are some good deals out there. Uh, it's just You just need to look around. Okay, so I was just wondering whether that particular price and that particular incident reflects what's happening as far as the inflationary trend of food pricing is concerned at this time. Uh, well, yeah, uh, absolutely. I, I think right now we, we heard a couple of weeks ago that the uh, food inflation rate in Canada is at 10.3%. Uh, although I should actually I should add, Roy, that uh, Canada's food inflation rate is the second lowest uh, amongst G7 countries, uh, right after Japan, we're number two. So in the grand scheme of things, we're not doing too badly, but still 10.3% is huge. And it means that some products are much higher than that, over 15 20%. That's probably what people are seeing right now, uh, because, again, our food inflation rate exceeds has exceeded the general inflation rate for 12 consecutive months. And that's why people are still sticker-shocked. Uh, Areas where we're seeing prices really skyrocketing right now, bakery, dairy, uh, and produce. And uh, a lot of people are talking about lettuce these days. Yeah, what's, what's happening with lettuce? California. Uh, California is drying up. Uh, a virus really uh, disrupted uh, crops uh, over, over the last few months. 
and so they're not able to export as much as uh, as they as they did in the past. So uh, we're just waiting for the Arizona Mexico cycle to take over. So we should be fine for the holidays. And if you see a head of lettuce at fourteen dollars, just walk away. Uh, frankly, it's that's what retailers are doing. They're either charging the price that they're paying or a little bit more. Uh, and in food service, uh, we're seeing a lot of operators just not offering salads at all. Yeah, I've got all these dressings and no salad to put them on. Yeah. So, so I mean, that's what people it, are running into. Yeah, right? so it's, it's pretty tricky right now, but uh, people are waiting. I, I think we're going to start seeing some uh, lettuce coming from Arizona in a couple of weeks. Okay. So a couple of weeks from now, four weekends from now is Christmas weekend. What should the average person be expecting as far as Christmas staples are concerned? So maybe they haven't bought a turkey yet. And, and I know you were going to talk about that in, uh, as well, yeah. the, the availability of turkeys. But let's include that in the answer if you don't mind, Sylvain. But what should the average person be expecting as far as food costs are concerned for the staples for Christmas dinner? So let's start with proteins. Uh, so if you're into turkey, I'd buy it now. If you haven't already, I would buy it now because it's likely going to increase in price due to what's going on with the avian flu. The avian flu is hitting many, many. There's over uh, 60 investigations going on right now. 60 farms are impacted by the avian flu right now. I actually think that the CFI and provinces are actually managing the situation quite well. But we're still losing birds, so supply is going to be an issue, and prices are going to go up. So if you're into birds and you absolutely need a turkey for Christmas, uh, you're not going to find large birds, but I would buy one as soon as possible because uh, prices are only going to go up. If you think that turkey is too expensive, go for ham. Pork, uh, pork is actually up only 5% year to year. Uh, pork is, uh, is a good deal right now. So uh, I would certainly encourage people to look at pork a little bit more closely. Okay. And uh, what's this uh, talk about? I mean, it's more than talk. The, the fact of lab-grown food. So I'm trying to think of getting my... <laughs> okay. So I'm thinking about lab-grown chicken sitting yeah. on, on my plate and I, I'm I'm a I'm old school. I like to be able to separate the chicken meat from the bone. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I don't want to. Wouldn't try. What, what's that? Chicken? Would you? Well, I know I wouldn't. <laughs> Chances are, Roy, you're over forty-five years old. Chances are uh, over forty-five. So Canadians that are forty-five years old or or older wouldn't uh, aren't interested. They're probably. You know, listening to this conversation and saying, yuck, it's disgusting. That's one word. Under the age of 45, uh, almost 80% of Canadians would be willing to try lab-grown meat. So Hmm. what we learned last week is that the Food and Drugs Administration just approved uh, the commercialization of lab-grown chicken. So we're only waiting for the the USDA to do the same. And once once the USDA approves lab-grown chicken... Well, uh, it's going to be allowed uh, to be commercialized in the U.S. And so the question that we are asking ourselves, when is this going to happen in Canada? And I, I say, Roy, probably within the next five years, we could actually see lab-grown chicken being approved in Canada. Do we still call it chicken? Well, it's the same, it's the same protein. So, so for, for people who aren't necessarily familiar with the process, it's, it's pretty simple. You basically take... Uh, chicken cells from a live chicken, 
with a biopsy or an egg, and you basically, instead of feeding an animal farm on the, on the farm, you're basically feeding cells in a lab, in a cultivator. That's basically the difference. And so at the end of the day, the product is the same. It's not, it's not fake meat. It's basically the same proteins, but the process to, to multiply cells is, it's just different. We call it cellular agriculture, essentially. Hmm. It's got that Frankenstein sound to it, so I'm not so sure that, that I, I, I may I, I may try it when, when it's available. I'll give it a try. Honestly, this technology is really interesting, and from an environmental perspective, the case is very strong. Mm-hmm. For people who are concerned about animal welfare, uh, suppose, also yeah. a very, very strong case. But here's the deal. Uh I think the labeling issue is going to be a big one. I, I think people should should know what they're buying. If we are to allow these products to be commercialized, yeah. we should label uh, lab-grown chicken. Right now, we have genetically modified salmon being commercialized in Canada, and it's not labeled at all. You and I may have actually eaten genetically modified salmon without knowing, and that's, yeah. that's wrong. That is wrong. And I eat a lot yeah. of salmon, so yeah, I'd like to exactly. know. So uh, what's happening now with the Grocer's Code of Conduct? What, what can you tell us about what's expected? It's not out yet, but what, what's expected? I feel pretty optimistic, to be honest, Roy. A couple of months ago, I wasn't uh, overly optimistic, but uh, there's been some really great progress. Uh, I know a lot of people uh, who are involved with the process uh, are telling me some, some, good, some good news. Uh, we actually are expecting some sort of announcement before the holidays. And this closer code of conduct will allow suppliers to get along better with with grocers and avoid these stop sell views that we saw uh, earlier this year. It's, it's still happening. The the, the Frito Lay Loblaw uh, stop sell is is probably the one that most people are 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 familiar with. But uh, but overall, I actually think it's important to stop the supply chain bullying within the supply chain. Now will actually stabilize prices and will significantly reduce any chances of collusion. And that's why I think Canadians should care about this grocery code of conduct. It will just help the food industry um, do, a, do a better job in innovating and providing, uh, provide really decent, affordable prices over the long term. So final question for you, Sylvia. What happens now as far as, is there any way to project or predict what's going to happen as far as food inflation is concerned? Are we going to continue to see it going up and prices becoming more difficult to deal with? Or do you see some sort of solution uh, not too far down the road? Well, Canada's food price report is coming out on December 5th. So not uh, not Monday tomorrow, uh, the Monday after. So uh, mark your calendars. Uh, December 5th will provide you with all the forecasts you need for 2023. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.